Oh, hello, dear friends. Hello, dear everybody I like. Hello also to people I don't like. Um, there are very much fewer of you, the people I don't like, than the people I do like, as we all know. Um, I think uh, we're going to take like a kind of like a step back episode here um, and really kind of try to do that refocusing. I know, um, you know, I've, I've, I've removed the other um, minions and distractions here for a moment. Minion Septubalot 9 continues to be angry with me concerning the podcast. I didn't realize there would be such a, a major falling out over my um, desire to live a good superhero type life. Uh, but it's, you know, we'll, we'll work on it. I mean, I think what we need to do is all, um, you know, just kind of keep keep her in, um, you know, your, your thoughts. You know, she's She's not ready to come over to the good side yet, and uh, um, but she still wants to retain the minion number, which I get. I mean, once you got one, especially one like nine, you know, I mean, Septubalot nine zero 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 whatever nine. Um, man, you don't want to give one of those things up, right? You know, that's just that's just rough. Um, so uh, so you know, and and I certainly hope she comes back. I mean, under her leadership. Um, we made $2.47, which I think is outstanding. Plus, um, you know, we got donations, uh, which allowed us to um, acquire a, a second microphone after the first microphone. So I think we were taking a profound uh, steps forward. Plus, the Twitter, uh, Twitter account had 10 followers. I am not kidding. We were up to 10 followers, only... Um, two or three of whom were related to me. So that means that there were random people who just, for whatever reason, um, decided to follow Dr. Despair on um, Twitter. Uh, so, you know, like, that, there is a lot of progress which was going on in, um, you know, towards the mission. And the mission remains the same. It didn't change just because, like, he became a superhero. I still want world domination, and I still want a, a death ray. I'm just not going to call it a death ray. I'm going to call it, you know, whatever it was going to be. And a light informing ray is what I'm going to call it instead. It's going to be on the moon. You know, that's that's all going to still happen. I mean, really nothing changed so much at all. I It was just, I decided that I, you know, what the heck? I mean, why, why fake it? I mean, this was all for the good of the planet. So, all right. So, so taking a step back, um, yeah, I'm really took my first little step on Twitter to uh, start... Uh, codifying um, the new um, quote guidelines. So uh, I don't know how many sections there are, but uh, you know you got to start a journey of a thousand miles, as we often say here on the Doctor Despair podcast. A journey of a thousand miles starts with a single uh, step, or a hop, or a jump, or or sometimes you know, kind of a crawl. Um, and sometimes it starts with you know, sitting down there and pondering for a little bit, like, do I really want to take this journey of a thousand miles? You know, you can start in all sorts of ways. You know, sometimes you actually say, I'm going to take a nap. Um, sometimes you decide to get lunch. Um, you know, there's lots of ways for journeys of a thousand miles to start. Uh, they don't have to be a step. Again, you know, I could get on a scooter and start scootering or a bicycle or get in a car, you know, which would take a lot less time. 
or get on a plane or, or get on a bus or a train or, you know, or, or go get on a scooter to a car to, which takes me, yeah, I mean, that's probably the best way. I, I don't know if you, it, it, keep your scooter by your bed, okay, um, provided you don't have a lot of stairs in your house, but uh, even then, um, you know, you can avoid taking a first step. The whole way of a thousand journey. You don't have to even take one step. That entire journey. You can... Here's how it works, okay? You put your scooter by your bed. Okay? You you step out of your bed. And hopefully you slept in the clothes you had on last night. Like I normally do. Uh, You get on the scooter. You go to the stairs. You keep your scooter with you. Now, this is important. You put it on your lap and you start um, just sliding on your butt down the stairs. All right? Uh, Pretty obvious, okay? You get to the bottom of the stairs. Climb back on the scooter, scooter to wherever you are, pick up your keys and your wallet. You know, you probably need those things on your journey of a thousand miles. And then, um, you know, open that door. If you, you know, you can do this. You could, you, you make sure you had pockets on whatever you were going to wear. Put the keys and the, uh, you know, and your wallet in your pockets. Scooter over to the door. Uh, again, you'll have to get off your scooter at this point. And I don't think it's, you're not going to step off your scooter, right? Because that wouldn't be a step and you don't want to do that. So just kind of flop over on the floor and crawl or, or whatever you need to do, pulling your scooter along, maybe with your teeth or something, and out the door, uh, down a couple steps into your garage, slide over there to your car and crawl into your car. Again, don't step into your car, crawl into your car. You know how to do it. Uh, and then gently, you know, kind of arrange yourself in that uh, position so that you can drive with your foot down. Don't step on the gas either, okay? We're, we're avoiding steps here. So all steps, and this isn't, again, this isn't, we, we're, we're not going to take steps at all, which means you're just going to slide into things, right? It's going to be like, you know, in um, like there are notes in music, like bum, 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 and sometimes there are slurs in music like, Da, da, ya, la, 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 la. One's like called legato, and one of them is called staccato, right? So we're not going to staccato. We're going to legato around, okay? You're just going to legato around. Think of yourself as a snail or a slug of some sort, and just kind of ooze at yourself around without taking any steps, because slugs do not take steps, nor do snakes or anything else without feet. So just... Um, Tie your feet together is probably a good way of doing it. So when you get in your car, how you you know how are you gonna you can't step on the gas, right? That would be bad. But you can legato your way onto so that you, there was never a point which you could actually say, oh, that was a step. It's just a sort of gentle kind of you know continuous motion thing as you get. And then in the end, you know, all you have to do you can figure the rest out. I don't need to go into excruciating details at this point about how you're going to get to the airport and, um, you know, you don't, whether or not you're going to have to avoid, you know, stepping on the brake, things like that. Um, but basically, I think you're going to attract some attention at some point. Somebody's going to say, oh my gosh, this is taking so long in line. Let me just pick you up and carry you around because then you're not stepping. Somebody else is stepping for you. And uh, therefore, hey, we're all good. You could call an Uber. What the heck? I mean, just call an Uber from your house. I mean, that avoids the whole car thing. So that, and then anyway, get to the airport. And then just, I mean, heck, you could take a journey of 2,000 miles at this point without ever taking a first step. Yep. Figured it out.
another problem solved by yours truly. Uh, but I don't know how that had to do with anything here. Um, but I guess it did. So, yeah. Uh, you're welcome. All right. Um, we'll be back uh, with session two. And by we, I mean simply I will be back with session two in a moment. Goodbye. All right, with that uh, good lesson for the morning on how to avoid taking steps, um, let's get back to business. <clears throat> Manual, all right? This isn't going to have so much steps. as It's going to have, like, numbers and letters and stuff, uh, punctuation marks. Um, anyway, I, I just just kind of, I was noodling around, as I often do, about um, just, hey, how the heck do I come up with... Uh, Minion manual. I, I've had a couple attempts to start one, and I was like, okay, first of all, maybe it's just time to start working on the guidelines for everybody, minion or not minion. And uh, so I got one that pretty good start on Twitter, I think, as I figured that I'm going to have at least six levels in the uh, Doctor Despair's code, which, um, as soon as I'm done with it, I'm going to put it on. Uh, I'm going to ask to be translated to cuneiform. And put on a big tablet and someone breaks some edges on there so it looks like it's really old. And then um, we're going to translate it back into all the other languages. So it's going to start with English because I know that language best. Pretty much the only one I know um, except for a couple words in different languages. Kind of know a couple words in uh, Korean now because as a, you know, I'm a yellow belt in Taekwondo. So, um, you know, fear me. <laughs> fear me, everybody. But um, gosh... Boy, I'm really wandering today. It's a really nice blue sky day, too. So, uh, gosh, goodness gracious. You know, um, yeah, but so so they, that, that was some of the ideas I had. Write it down in English, get somebody to translate it to ancient um, Babylonian or whatever language they spoke back then. Probably Babylonian, pre-Babylonian. Wouldn't that be cool? I wonder, anybody, any minions out there know pre-Babylonian? talking about it if it looks like Esperanto I don't want it okay so forget it uh, but if a minion is out there that can uh, know how to write it in a pre-Babylonian language um, hopefully something uh, perhaps whew, gosh I don't know uh, ancient um, <clears throat> Hittites were around Ooh, oh Hittites boy also if anyone here is um knows ancient history, like really ancient history, uh, could you let me know uh, so that I can get the order of languages correct so that I know whether or not Hittite came before pre-Babylonian or not. But uh, Paleo-Babylonian or something sort of like that. You know, there was that song by whatever his name was who wrote that song. You know what I'm talking about. Guy looking out a window, except for there's no glass in it. Oh, shoot. What is that song? Camera of the guy. Uh, it's kind of a depressing song. You think about, it, you know, heavy is the head that wears the crown, and this guy kind of captured it in a super depressing way. And um, you know, it's like, how do we come to this song? I don't, oh, was it by World Party or somebody like that? I think. And. and Okay, look, if your band's named World Party, don't write dep depressing music about heavy heads wearing crowns. 
Um, should have made it like kind of upbeat, like this, like you know, yeah, sure, okay. He didn't have any glass in his window, but he probably didn't need glass, right? You know, I don't know. It depends on if there were bugs or not, because you know, at the, back then, um, you lived in a desert. Pretty much everybody lived in a desert. I don't know how they did this. I mean, why did civilizations arrive in complete deserts? <sighs> Makes no sense. Like, were those? Why did they put the pyramids there, right? I mean, maybe they last. Well, I guess that's kind of it. You know, they probably just lasted longer if you put it in a desert because nobody's going to be walking all over them until. <sighs> but you know, I don't know. I'm not really sure. I mean, some of those pyramids have lasted a while in Central America. They made some pretty nice ziggurats there. Space aliens came down, but we already have demystified uh, Nephilim, I think, and Nagitos. Um, earlier episodes dealt with those things. Gosh, I went off track again. Um, Hammurabi. That was what I was trying to do Hammurabi. I'm thinking he, he spoke modern Babylonian. At the time it was modern. Now it's not. But, you know, you got to get, you know, and we've talked about this again. Man, I'm really wondering today. You know, we've talked about how we have modern, the modern era, and the modern era is now, like, pretty old. It's, like, kind of worn out. Um, I guess modern because they called it modern. And then we had postmodern, and then we had something after that, which no one remembers. And then there's, like, whatever currently is, but you can't call it modern. So if you got something, you just did it, it's not modern anymore. It's postmodern, which means that it's not even here yet. Okay, so just to clarify everything, I don't think that's a good idea. All right, I'm going to eliminate that word. I'm going to probably, you know, modern came around uh, someplace in the midi- the end of the medieval period. It came around uh, to describe um, prayer books, you know, because... Hey, there was a new style, okay? A new style of praying, and that would be, it was called modern prayer. It's true. You can look it up. And that, a lot of good words got invented by uh, medieval people. Um, the fact that the word modern was invented in the medieval times, I think is pretty cool. And they, they considered themselves pretty modern, as we probably do today for the most part. But, you know, if civilization collapses, and um, what are they going to say? Boy, those modern times were pretty good, you know. Um, now we live in the postmodern, but again, postmodern, that's already happened a while ago. We don't even know what it is. You see, that's where the confusion is, right? It's always modern. You don't get to postmodern. You never get to, it's like tomorrow, like the song in Andy. It's always a day away. Postmodern's always a day away. I don't care. We've had the modern period the whole time. We've been living in modern ages it's always been the modern. So let's just call everything modern. You know, I don't care if it happened 10,000 years ago. That's still the modern period. They thought of themselves as modern and up to date. You know, it's like, boy, I don't want to go back to that time when we didn't have clay. You know, <laughs> seriously. So if you see something prehistoric, it's also modern in my opinion. It's a useless word. Even though they did invent it in the... Well, at the time it was okay. When they invented it, it was okay. It just ceased to be okay at some point. Shoot went off on another tangent. You know, me and Septuplot 1 caught on really quick. If you listen to the last episode, when, when she said, is this how this works? And I was like, yeah. You know, haven't you listened to that? You, you know, it was like, really? We're, and then she got up and left. She went, and I was like, what What happened? 
I thought we were doing this cool baseball episode. And then she walked off and got herself some coffee. And it's like, well, I'll come back whenever you get back to the point. Well, I'm never going to get back to the point, probably. I don't want to get back to the point. I, I mean, if the point... Okay, look, why did I wander away from the point in the first place? Because I got bored of the point. I thought... I, people, you just... Really... I, I know you get it, and, and me and Step 2 Blot 1 probably does get it. Um, I, I know she does. We're, you know, she's the one closest to my heart. But sometimes, you know, um, I'm not sure if she's just, you know, kind of seeing if I'm paying attention or something. You know, it's like, have you been paying attention here? Um, and so she'll kind of like, you know, say something that poke on me like a little bit, like, you know. Um, is this the way you always do it? You know, I thought we were doing baseball and like that whole thing. And that was a, that was an attempt to go back to, um, you know, early baseball. I don't think that, that's still an okay word. Early and current, maybe current, mod- we just replaced modern with current, current events. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Dangerous out here. People with, oh gosh, just saw a construction worker with a hammer who stepped out of his vehicle without looking. Um, I was looking. I was paying attention, which is good, which means that I can do the Dr. Despair podcast and pay attention at the same time, which I did. Uh, Again, successfully navigating life is my... Sort of like, you know, again, if if you've been paying attention, you'll know to what I reference. But the fact of the matter is, I'm pretty sure I can split my mind in two parts, just like Orca Boy. You know, one part awake, one part asleep, one part doing podcasts, one part driving. Um, I'm not saying that's a good idea. I'm not like trying to text and drive, but if I was in a conversation with somebody in the car and we were talking about something fun, this is of course how I got my one speeding ticket that I ever got. Oh boy, that was a disaster. But I was just talking like this and I was kind of like wandering all over the place and it was like a great conversation. I wish I could recreate it, whatever it was, but I figure if I did, I'd get another parking ticket because I was just like having, you know, some people lot one she wasn't super tips two plot one at that time, and I wasn't Doctor Spare at that time, but that was pre-despair times, and um, well, you know, you say prehistoric de- despair times, except for we did write stuff down, but not as we still didn't write a lot down, a lot of prehistory. Um, but it, but at that time it was modern. It was a modern conversation about things which had been going on at that time, and I was really getting into it. And then I was like, oh, oh, I didn't notice that they because everybody's moving at the same speed. It just happens to be I'm from Ohio and we're in New York. Do you wonder why I have problems with New York? It's because of this, right? And I think I've probably mentioned Herkimer before and, and everything. Oh, gosh, 10 minutes. Oops. Sorry, guys. Took too much time. I'll be back. Hello, minions. It's been a couple days since I did sessions one and sessions two. And I've, if I ever had a point, I've long, long since forgotten it. So, but you're used to these kind of things. But this is going to be a wisdom session. So if you just want frivolity, you know, go over and listen to, like, one of the other sessions. <laughs> go back to session one. Um, but, uh, or wait till, wait till the next episode. So uh, wisdom, it's amazing that what I've learned on uh, Twitter. I've uh, learned about the world learned about uh, myself I've learned about 
uh, how I respond to agitating things. Um, and uh, to be honest, again, uh, you know, if you go to my Twitter page, you can see um, a public repentance, which I have pinned to my Twitter feed. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, here's, you know, the nature of me is um, I'm either at a low energy, a medium energy, or a high energy. But energy, uh, which is not directed toward something, manifests itself as a kind of restlessness. And um, and it's difficult to harness and uh, push in a direction if it didn't already have a direction to start with. Does that make sense? I hope it does. So if you just said, hey, I'm Paul Krugman. I think that one way of uh, stimulating the economy is just to pour a whole bunch of money into it. Um, and it doesn't matter what you do. I mean, this is whatever his name was. Uh, what was that guy's name? Keynes. Uh, Keynes basically said that. It really doesn't matter. A broken window uh, is good for the glassmaker. You know, so let's all go around smashing windows. Yeah, that'll help the economy. So in other words, destruction helps the economy. That is, you know... Okay, some things are counterintuitive, but that's just stupid, okay? I, I've read idiots say things like this. I've read, and it's hard not to call them idiots. They are idiots. Uh, let's just, can we just be honest for a second? Some people are just idiots. Somebody once wrote, and I kid thee not, that the improvement in Knoxville's economy happened after a hailstorm because people had to go out and get repairs done to all their, um, to all their, uh, to all their cars. They actually said such a thing. Okay. Uh, that's insane. That's just dumb. That's like, you know what? If we really want to improve the economy, let's have a nuclear war. Because then everything's destroyed and we get to rebuild it all. No. That's, that's, a, that's a false understanding about how the economy works. Only a lunatic and a real madman could have such a thought. Likewise, uh, people on the left say really dumb things. Like, how about this? I've got an idea. Let's remove... Let's go ahead and just end all the, the gas tax. And... Make it up by taxing the the the, uh, uh, the oil companies. You know. Again, what is going to happen here? I mean, it's like, yeah, okay, all right. Well, you increase my taxes, and I sell a product, and my taxes just went up on it. Oh, uh, guess what? I'm just going to increase my taxes. I mean, no, I'm going to increase the price. It's just a dumb idea, and it serves no purpose. In fact, it's very counterproductive. Because what are the gas and oil companies doing with their profits? Right? Oh, I want to get rid of the profits of the oil company. Well, I didn't realize that there was a big guy named Exxon. And when Exxon makes a lot more money, what he does is he goes and buys a super yacht. Mr. Exxon's super yacht. And besides, what would be wrong if there was a Mr. Exxon and he bought a super yacht? 
he put a lot of people to uh, good use. And now, at the end of the day, we have a super yacht, which someday will turn into a floating hotel or a bar or, a, you know, something, you know, um, or tourist attraction or whatever. As long as nobody goes and sinks the damn super yacht, it remains as something theoretically of value. Now, if he went and he decided, Mr. Exxon did, to go and, you know what? I got a lot of money. Let me go and just uh, start eating all the gold in the world and pooping it out and, you know, leaving it at the bottom of the ocean again. Well, that didn't really do... That's just wealth destruction at that point, right? There was something, money, and then it got turned into gold and then it got turned into uh, human feces. And, I, and I'm sorry to be crude here, but that's essentially what wealth destruction is. Wealth destruction is the same thing as people would say, you know, use lots of different pejorative terms, but but it's again, it's the same as turning something of value money, which are the promises one person makes to another person. That's what money is. It's a promise somebody has made to another person, um, which has been turned into a simple token, right? Cash, a dollar is a token. Gold really was a token. Um, difference was it's a lot harder to mine gold than it is to make cash. That's how Bitcoin works. That's how crypto works. Same sort of thing. It doesn't really matter. It's, it's something, something that somebody put a lot of effort into or energy or something like that to create. It takes energy to create a Bitcoin. You know, it takes time to create a Bitcoin. It gets harder and harder over time to create Bitcoins. That's crypto. Okay. You know what? If you want to destroy crypto, just suddenly announce that you're going to produce 100 trillion times more uh, Bitcoins, right? And then Bitcoins become worthless in a second. Absolutely destroys it. Printing more dollar bills in the same way destroys the value of dollar bills. It can't do anything else. All right, it's not, there's no, there's no mystery or secret to this. If you keep printing more dollars, right, um, without creating, and again, there's a reason why you create more dollars, okay? If the economy is getting bigger, in other words, we have growth, then you want to put more dollars out there because there's more promises going around. We need more dollars to keep the economy going, right? That's why you print more dollars. But the economy and has to keep up with this, all right? These are very simple, basic concepts which no one seems to understand anymore, and it's really sad. Um, but what's that got to do with me and Dr. Spare? Okay. All right. Um, I see these things. They seem apparent to me, usually because I myself have maybe thought about them, believe it or not, and then thinking about them came to certain conclusions. And then once you come to a conclusion and you're very happy with your conclusion, and this is the way people work, you come to a conclusion, right? You're very happy with it. You think, oh, I nailed it. Okay, I got this thing down, right? And then someone else comes along and contradicts it, you know, in a very flippant, pathetic way. You know, even if they weren't aiming at you, um, they were just aiming in general. Look how smart I am, blah, 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 blah. I'm Paul Krugman. Look how smart I am. And then he says something which is complete nonsense. Of course, uh, you know, it's hard not to take such a thing as an insult, right? You are definitely insulting my intelligence. You're, you know, and, and okay, people are confused. That's fine. You know, um, but the need to school 
you know, to school fools is unfortunately somehow embedded in my character. And, um, and the more resistance they put up to listening to me and understanding or making an effort to try and understand, the more flippant they are, um, the more difficult it is for me, Dr. Despair, to handle this. Um, so this is what I've learned about myself. What I've learned about Twitter and humans is they don't really care very often about what really something is. They don't really care about the nature of things. They don't really care to do anything. They care about things, right? But they don't want to put any effort into anything, right? People are lazy. Uh, they're agitated too. And um, when they see something, they just uh, need to respond. I'm like that as well. I, Dr. Despair, I just said I was like that. And other people are the same way. So I should have some sort of compassion for these people. And also the fact that I am a mega genius. Really, I shouldn't have to, I shouldn't laud that over folks. Because Wally, what difference does it make to, there are too many of them. There are hundreds of millions of zombies out there. Um, Most of them have Twitter accounts. Most of them are spouting out utter nonsense. And to plug every hole in the uh, in the levee, uh, you know, the dam, to try and hold back, oh, uh, it's that poor little kid, and you know that that did this. He, he, you know, oh, there's a hole in the levee. Let me uh, go, you know, hold on. I'll poke my thumb in there, and then now I can't leave. Right? Okay. I think you get the point. Alright, no, this was not a fun or happy or frivolous session. Um, It explains. And so my message to you minions is, um, yeah, look, look towards yourselves and your own actions and understand other people when they're getting agitated and just take a breath, say, hey friend, I want to listen to you, I want to understand you. Um, but I, I just see things completely in a different direction than you do. Can we take a breath here and let's agree that if we're going to enter into discussions, um, let's go ahead. And if we find ourselves getting agitated and getting angry, take a breath and, you know, go get a Coke, maybe spend some time, um, you know, saying nice things about the other person. Boy, you know, boy, I really like your glasses. They're really cool. Hey, I like that shirt you're wearing. You know, you know we can we can use things to de-escalate and demilitarize the situation. And again, it doesn't matter what people are talking about. If it's pro-life versus uh, pro-choice, if it's uh, Ukraine versus Russia, if it's uh, guns gun rights versus uh, gun control, uh, if it's, you know, we if it's immigration uh, versus, um, you know, immigration, <laughs> whatever, uh, whatever it is, that people act the exact same way on Twitter. It, it, you, you, they, they seriously do. Um, and even I, in trying to be a centrist, in trying to uh, essentially defend 
just the, the passage of reason, you know. Even I, even I, as I've fully admitted it, even I speak with a lack of charity, out of frustration, out of pride, out of other things. Um, and in as far as I do the same things at work, uh, again, I have to apologize to the world. Um, and so with this, this mea culpa, this I'm sorry uh, to the universe, to the people I am thinking of right now, uh, to the unnamed folks, to a million susceptible at one at times, to Orca Boy at times, to all, I give my sincere apology and I shall attempt to do better, um, knowing that I probably am still going to mess it up. Thank you very much. That is the end of this episode. Goodbye. Thank you.